This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Look, I'm just absolutely late to this podcast. I know you're not aware of that, listener. This is airing whenever, and you're listening to it on your your little timetable. But I'm I was absolutely ten to fifteen min- minutes late to this podcast, which is being recorded at my own home. There's no excuse. Uh, you expect a greater deal of professionalism from me. Uh, higher standard, and I understand that. Uh, So I hope you can forgive me. I hope we can release some of the energy of me weaving through traffic on my my way home. Uh, I mean, and this is maybe three weeks from now, but I was listening to the new Beyonce album, and it was the time of my life. Absolutely the time of my life. What are we talking about? We're talking about the podcast. We're getting into it. We have to talk to today's guest, it's Kelly Hudson. Mm-hmm. Kelly, mm-hmm. welcome to I Said No Gifts. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Bridger. I'm bringing an energy here mm-hmm. that's maybe not... A frantic. A little frantic. <laughs> and I'm glad you're picking up on that. Sometimes I'll say, I feel frantic, and people are like, you don't seem frantic. No, you seem frantic. So for someone to acknowledge, <laughs> thank you. Acknowledge my reality for once, I feel... Yes. Apologetic, like- frantic, <laughs> horrified. You're okay, though. It's okay. I got here. I was told you were going to come a few minutes late, so I came a few minutes late. Oh, beautiful. just getting settled in when you walked in. I almost called you on my way to warn you. (laughs) But then I thought, what is that going to do to this? Uh, What This equation already feels messier than for me to be calling emergency. Yeah, and doing a pre-apology, basically. Right, because then I would have been apologizing again once I got here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too much. And now the listener <laughs> is just listening to me apologize. It's kind of fun to be on the other side of someone being frantically late and apologizing. I feel like I'm always that person. <laughs> Are you a late person? I'm mostly a late person, yeah. Oh, boy. And I hate it, but I can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that about late people. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. And I was diagnosed with ADHD last year, so it makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. now. Just like... I'm trying, like, I look at the clock and then, like, so, okay, for ADHD people, I'm told that there's two time modes. 
There's either now and not now. Okay. And what does not now mean? <laughs> it means that you're lost in like time and space, like floating in space. Oh, kind of just bumping between yeah. planets. So I'll see what time it is and I'll be like, oh, I must leave the house in 10 minutes in order to get there on time. Next thing I know, I'm getting in the car and I look at the clock and it's been 20 minutes. I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> Where was I? I thought I had 10 minutes worth of things to do on the way to the car. 20, <laughs> I guess. Who knows? This uh, this actually kind of sounds familiar to me, uh, to my own life. And mm, I'm I can't actually wait very... to diagnose you. <laughs> Here we go. I will say, and I think the public at large knows, I've built my uh, brand on being on time. Mm, I'm very punctual. Shit. I'm this always the first person then. to anything, maybe to my detriment. Really? But more recently, I've started noticing some slipping, mm. especially when I'll be like, I need to be there in a half hour. And then I have, I'll map it on my phone. It'll be like 20 minutes away. And then I'll say, well, I've got two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. I can hang out for a minute. Yes. And then suddenly I'm in my car and I'm going to be 10 minutes late. <laughs> yes, this happens to me. Is it an LA thing? It might be. Because for LA was a huge uh, adjustment for me. Well, New York was too. Like, yeah, New York was, I lived there for eight years. And then I've lived here, I guess, nine years now. Right. So, (laughs) oh God, I'm middle-aged now. Um, (laughs) But I was, yeah, so it was like a huge adjustment because there's just so much factoring in of travel to get anywhere. Right. And then LA added this whole other thing of like, you're at the the building, how do you get in the building? <laughs> oh, I dealt with that today. I had to circle a block looking for, yes. and then looking at a map over and over, yes. trying to identify building shapes. Yes, and like, where's the parking? If there is any parking, uh, it's it's crazy. So it's just like, there's another 10 minutes. And you're just like, oh, no, <laughs> no. And even, oh my God, just yesterday, I was try- trying to be on a Zoom at three o'clock. Oh, no. I pull into the driveway at 2.59, <laughs> Race up the stairs, open my laptop. It's like taking its time. Click on the Zoom link, and then it's like installing a new oh, thing. The new Zoom. We don't and need. Like, it was good. It was perfect like a year and a half yeah. ago. Just leave it as is, please. Yes. And meanwhile, I'm getting an email being like, "I'm waiting for you," and I'm like, Ooh, "Who's this <laughs> cruel person?" <laughs> horrible, horrible wench. Um, <laughs> my therapist. No. Um, but yeah, it was. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. The lateness. I think. Maybe part of it is pandemic, where pandemic. we all forgot how to travel places or to yes. get places at a specific time. Time is different now. Right. Time is, our brains have absolutely been warped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one really knows how to operate in any way anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm really just making excuses for myself yeah. for what happened today. I'm so glad we had this conversation, this very long <laughs> kind of absolve me to make of you any feel guilt. Yeah. <laughs> now I can start blaming others again. And that's exactly. where, that's kind of my wheelhouse, yeah. pointing fingers. Yes. Uh, making <laughs> people feel less than. Yeah. Well, uh, I had a reason to be embarrassed today, too. I know. you. <laughs> I got here. In the middle of my apology, you said... I'm, I'm pregnant. But for, you didn't just say I'm pregnant. <laughs> you said, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> because I don't... Okay, I know I've seen you since then. Have we? Probably at a party or something. Maybe. But the most time we've ever spent together is when I di- met with you and then directed uh, a short film that you made with my good friend Langan Kingsley. And I spent, you know, a 
couple days with you, and I was eight months pregnant. <laughs> you then. were so unbelievably I was pregnant. So pregnant. And that was like four years ago exactly now. Yes. And then I was getting dressed to come here, and I was like, oh, I'm pregnant again. <laughs> I was like, You've realized this morning. Yes. I, I, <laughs> yes. I was like, He's going to be shocked. I was like, it's going to be so weird. I'm so embarrassed. I'm, yeah, a knocked up, like, breeder. Um, <laughs> this is your second child. It is my second You're child. You're seven months into the pregnancy. Yes, yeah. And it's a girl. It's a girl, yeah. And are you, this is something that's interesting to me about pregnancies, uh, people not sharing the name until the baby's mm. born. Are you one... Well, is there anyone who shares the name before the baby's born? Yes, and in fact, it it has been me. I think I might draw the line at saying it on a podcast. Right, right. I under that's fully under. I'm, I'll ask you off because I really have just been like telling everyone, and oh, I good. do see the shock in people's eyes. Yes. They're like, "Do you have a name?" I'm like, "Yes," and it's this. They're like, <gasps> "No one's prepared." Yes, they're like, "What have you done?" Like, it seems like weird to them, and I'm like. Yeah. The the thing with Jonah, my first child, was that we had this name picked the whole time and we weren't telling people and a couple people we told, we were like, we haven't settled. And then it got to the end and we were like, we don't like any other names. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yes, that's his name. Yeah. What are we waiting for? Yeah. So this time it's the same. It's like, we've had this name for years now, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Pre-Jonah. Pre-Jonah even, because we were like ready to have a girl then. Okay. And then he came along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to make a last minute decision yes. on a boy name. Yeah, it was arduous. It was like, holy shit, every boy name is terrible. <laughs> They're all bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And Bridger was already taken. Bridger was taken. So that was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Bridger, Bridger's rare. It's a very rare name. Yeah. Very rare what name. What year were you born? Are you an early 80s child Yeah, I'm as in well? early, like mid 80s. Okay. So mid. it's like everyone I know that's a, well, actually, I don't know any Bridgers. The, like the Bridgers I'm aware of mm-hmm. are, there's maybe like one in the world who's uh-huh. much younger than I am. Oh, much younger. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know any, there are no dinosaur Bridgers. It seems like an old name. <laughs> it is an old name. I was name. like, is it a family man? The, the only Bridger I know prior to my birth mm-hmm. was a mountain man named Jim Bridger. Whoa. Who's I guess my namesake. But that's uh, his last name. Last name. And that's, yeah, that's more of a interesting. Right. Your parents are my pretty parents cool. A couple of cool guys. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Yes. Yes. They're absolutely 100%. cool. Yeah. <laughs> very, very hip. Very, very cool. My Good. other siblings have fairly normal names. Oh, really? Yeah. Bridger so, Bridger, just... I don't know what the left turn was. I do like that, though. I do like being like, this is the last name of a mountain man. <laughs> I would like to use it for my son. I like it. <laughs> I do like, I feel like uh, last names are a pretty rich territory for first names now. Definitely. I can't name a single one, but sometimes <laughs> someone will be like, this is my kid's name, and I'm like, oh, that's a good name. And Wilson. And then it was I don't know. his maternal grandparents mm-hmm. last name or mm-hmm. whatever and it usually works yeah it does uh jonah's middle name is wolf which is apparently it's based off of my mother-in-law's last name which is farkas which is hungarian for for wolf wow yes and then also my husband has a grandfather or a great-grandfather named wolf as so well so it's not just a wolf Obsession. Just not like a random LA like love the animal. spirit animal. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
like naming babies for you, how like how does that discussion go? Oh God. I don't know. It's always, I mean, it's like any other big decision we've made where we're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like we had discussions about getting married, which were kind of like, I guess so, you know, like so it's not like it's not and... like I've come to the table with like cards and I'm like, this one, this one, and this one, <laughs> and I want you to point to the one, you know, it's not very well set up. It's just sort of like, yeah, I like this name. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any like research done? Is there any Googling to make sure there was no like, oh God, Jonah this terrible is person. a serial killer? Yeah, I didn't do that with Jonah. Mm. Um, and like, People were like, oh, like Jonah Hill. And I was like, hmm, no, no, he's not. No. <laughs> that would be so crazy if you were like, yeah. Yes. Yes, Jonah Absolutely, Hill. after Jonah Hill. We're naming the next one Seth Rogen. Yes, my uh, favorite yeah. movie was Superbad. So, like, my favorite <laughs> actor is Jonah Hill. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, do you look at books or anything? Uh, there was, there's, like, these new little apps that are like dating apps that okay. you and your partner are on together. And you're each on your own phone swiping away the names that oh. you don't like, swiping the names you do, and then it sort of adds it to a, like, it's a match. This is also right. a name your, your partner picked. Um, so that was how we got to, like, a short list of names. Okay, fascinating. I did, it was, it was kind of good, though, but I think we just bought the light free version. Mm. So it was... A limited number of names. A lot of ads about giving people makeovers. Yes. And... Oh, so many stupid <laughs> games where like a king is about to be burnt by lava. <laughs> Get him his gold coins. Yes. Or he dies Or horribly. he dies from lava. Or like a baby Sewage. fish, like Nemo baby yes. fish is about to be burnt by lava. <laughs> Why do they torture me with these games? Who's ads? buying them? I don't know. I think and those are all accidental they, purchases. And well, and also those games I've heard are not the real gameplay of the game they're advertising for. What does that like mean? Like they're showing you like a fake version of it. <laughs> Have you seen those game advertisements that are like a woman and her grandma and her grandma did something weird? <laughs> like she, her grandma like burnt the house down and then got arrested. And it's all an ad for this game that's like about fixing up rooms in an old house that's burnt down. I am not familiar. I'm. It's so I hard to picture explain. the second half of that, but the first part yeah. of this sounds like you're going to sue your grandma or yes. something. Is not familiar. To and me. it's none of it. None of the game is like that. And I'm like, it would be cool if there was a game where it's like a mystery and why did my grandma burn the house down? <laughs> but that's not what it is. It's like you having to play little weird versions of Candy Crush in order to get enough points to make a room look nice. Okay, now this is... I That's have a friend who's actually kind is. of addicted to one of yes, these. Yes, I tried it for a minute because I deleted Candy Crush off my phone and then I was like, this is the same thing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Candy Crush with a, like a decorating element. Yes. So the addiction leads into a purchasing which leads to a purchase. Yes. Which is all... Yes, yes. Which I've never actually given any money to these apps, thank God. My friend gave, oh, I no. think her husband, oh, no. like for her birthday, gave her. Oh, I mean, no. she does speak about it in a way this that's is like, so isn't this funny? Wild? <laughs> oh my God. But I think he gave her like $100 in the oh, how butterfly cute. candies or whatever you're talking about. How cute. That's a good idea for a present. <laughs> Give in to this insidious gaming organization. Yes. They're essentially just gambling. Yeah. I think it was when I realized I'd been playing Candy Crush for 10 years that I deleted it. <laughs> 
was it the anniversary of? Or it was, was it? getting there. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, it was the same with Twitter. I deleted Twitter oh, around when I was like, oh, my God, it's been 10 years. Like, it's I can't do this. Yeah. Let this stop sucking my life away. Yeah. I've never played Candy Crush to this day. Good. I don't know how I escaped it. It's a certain kind of brain is attracted to it, I think. Um, and it's just, it kills us. It really does. Chews <laughs> yeah, us up the, and spits us out. There was Angry Birds and Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Candy Crush seems like it had more legs. Yes. It hung and up. Angry Birds was immediately frustrating to me, so I gave it up. Right. I feel candy like I played Crush it at a family reunion win. or something. And there's candy imagery. <laughs> <laughs> it has that nice alliteration just in the name, mm-hmm. just that crunchy sound. Yes. But they never got me. That's they never will. Do you play any games on your phone? I don't play any games on my phone. I've been talking probably too much on this podcast about how I've become addicted to Tetris on my PlayStation. Oh, gotcha. Which is really... Do you do one of those? I know that they have this on the Switch where you play Tetris against a bunch of people. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I have not. That's called like Tetris 99 or yes, something. Yes, yes. Tet- yeah. That seems... That seems like a lot of chaos. I don't like it. And it's so funny because as a kid playing Tetris, I definitely fantasized about playing against people and being very good, you know? (laughs) That was your one life dream. (laughs) Yes, but the second I got in the ring with that, I was like, oh no, oh no, no. I just crumple. Are you playing against a huge group of people all at once? It's like people from all over the world that have all entered the the game and it's (laughs) terrible. It's the Olympics of Tetris. Yes, I don't like it. No, I need to just play against myself because I'm not good. Yes, be alone. And with I your don't Tetris. get better. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Yeah, but I'm a Tetris person too. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So a friend, uh, after I started talking about this on the podcast, uh, messaged me and said that apparently they're, and now I'm, I'm really going to misremember what she told me, but basically that Tetris can help undo trauma. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously just science. I what I just said was I perfect. And <laughs> I really would like to hear what the deal is with that. But to me, Tetris is, can become very stressful. It can, but but I don't think in the way that trauma is stressful. Well, unless your trauma is Tetris-based. Yeah. Which then that's a real Ooh, trigger that's a tra- moment. Yeah, that's tough. It's, uh, yeah, how could it be Tetris? I guess you could be playing Tetris and something terrible happens. Grandma burned down the house. Yeah. That kind of But maybe there's something with how your brain gets into a certain state while you're playing Tetris, and that's how the healing can begin. Oh, maybe like a flow state. Yeah, yeah. Where like a doctor's then asking you to think about these things while you're playing. Right. Yeah, that makes kind of sense. Let's make it up instead of learning. (laughs) I refuse to learn. I've learned enough, and from now on, I'm just going to create my own learning, my little world. Good. And in my world, this kind of quasi-fact about Tetris rules supreme. Yeah. Well, Kelly. Well. Look, I apologized a lot at the beginning of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of sorries. Right. uh, But we got past that. And, I mean, I was sorry in some ways, but I did come rushing into my backyard uh, 20 minutes ago or Mm -hmm. so and saw you with my producer, Annalise. Yeah. And you had with you Mm. an item. Uh, Look, this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Right. You and I uh, agreed uh, to record this Mm -hmm. uh, a thousand years ago. (laughs) Um, And there's been kind of a game of cat and mouse ever since. Mm -hmm. And I, But I thought the drama was over. Yes. So I was a little surprised when I, again, came 
you know, absolutely concerned for your well-being, for Annalise's well-being, totally. for the well-being of the listener and the professionalism of the podcast, I come running into the backyard and I see you with what is obviously, <laughs> I, there's no dancing around this, a bag, a gift bag that says... A huge gift bag. It's enormous. It's probably a foot and a half tall. Yes. And in huge letters, happy birthday. Um, yeah, so there's... Yes, I did bring a bag that has like a cartoonish, kind of it's a comic like a book comic style. book style explosion of the words "Happy Birthday." Um, it's a really big bag, and <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my turn to apologize. Thank Do, are you. Are we supposed? We're supposed to apologize. This is kind of the apology hour. It's an invite to apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, apology accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should I open it here on the show? Yes, I think that's what you're supposed to be doing, but yes. Okay, I'm going to lift it up. Okay. Put it on the old lap. Okay. And we're going to reach into this bag. I'm going so to. Oh, big. this is a very deep bag. Yeah, the present is getting small here. compared to okay, the bag. I'm, we're getting some. Mm, little bit of tissue just to cover it up so you can't see it immediately when you look in the bag. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm grabbing a skinnier. It's it's definitely it's a, a box. box. It's okay, a box. Pull. Yeah, just grab. Yeah, there you go. I just didn't <gasps> want it to open. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you celebrate, but. <laughs> It is a 1,000-piece Christmas puzzle. This is beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? Where did this come? Uh, Listener, what we're looking at here is a gorgeous Christmas coat. Very, I mean, the word that comes to mind is cozy. Yes. I mean, cozy to a thousand image. Mm -hmm. Kind of Mm. Kincaid-esque image of a Christmas village. Yes. Uh, Is it Buffalo, New York? There's The word Buffalo is in a puzzle piece. I think is the... Puzzle company, Buffalo Games and Puzzles. Here. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So, okay, but we Maybe. could assume this is Buffalo, yeah, New York. Sure. Why not? Why Give not? it a little more. I'd love story. to assume that. It's a Teddy Redlin. Terry. I, Terry Redlin. <laughs> just learning to read. America's uh, most popular artist in quotes at the top. <laughs> I don't He's know. kind of the Danielle Steele of puzzles. I guess so. I think she's uh, like the most popular. Uh, every one of her novels is like yes. history's no, best-selling yes, novelist yes, or something. Absolutely. So Terry Redlin is America's most popular artist. And that's Allegedly. so much a fact that it's been trademarked. Yeah. How do you, what is the metric of most popular artists? I don't know. I was shocked to read that. I didn't, I... <laughs> I didn't like it never made it never processed until I looked at it again earlier and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I will say one thing about art and artists is you know someone's good when they have a trademark. Absolutely. A registered trademark the T-M. slogan. M. Yeah. Um and Terry also this is called the title of the piece is Trimming the Tree Trademark. Mm. This has also been trademarked. Yes, yes. This person is yes. has a a pack of lawyers. That's right. Trimming the... Nope. No. Trimming the tree belongs to this puzzle title. You can't talk about <laughs> trimming the tree at home. If you nilly. use that phrase at home, yes. you're going to get sued by the Redland Excuse me. Christmas Eve. <laughs> they're, they're there. Your parents are being dragged out. Yes. Children are oh, screaming. no. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> yes. And there it is. Yeah. Trimming the tree... 
That may, and this is going to show a real ignorance on my part. That means you're decorating the tree? I believe so. Trimming the tree means you're like draping garlands, hanging ornaments, putting lights. I don't know why it's called trimming. I think the reason that word's fallen out of vogue is because Terry got his legal paws Mm -hmm. all over it and we've all forgotten what, because we all now associate trimming with a trip to supercuts. Yes. Uh, You know, a little (laughs) off the top, that sort of thing. And so we think, oh, you're cutting the tree, but it's actually... The popcorn. Yes, the the popcorn on the string. The popcorn on the string is such an invitation for rodents. Yes. Oh my God. As if a tree in your home weren't already an invitation to rodents. (laughs) I know. It's just swarming with rats and ants. Yeah, I've never been one to put food on the tree. I think my mom (laughs) did hang candy canes. Okay, my mom did too. Yeah, which could get messy. I feel like there were a few times where I'd get a candy cane, eat half of it, leave (laughs) the like unwrapped thing, maybe even put it back in the tree. (laughs) Your house is as sticky as a bus station. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I will say candy canes are a horrible tree decoration because they wait, they are constantly slipping off. They are. That's right. They need like some ridges or something to stay put. They make no sense as a decoration on a tree. What is the deal with a candy cane? Why is it a cane? Does it have something to do with the nativity scene? Is it like oh, one of the uh, wise men? A shepherd's oh, the shep- cane. Oh, yeah, yes, course. it's like yeah, the shepherds, the 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 thingy that you yank the lambs. You yank a with, bad performer off the stage with. Yeah, a bad performer or a lamb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like imagining the nativity scene. There's a terrible comedian on stage. Mm-hmm. Or like we're about to experience the birth. Get this guy off. He's gone way over his time. Yes. They drag him off the stage, mm-hmm. and then Christmas is born. Yes. Do you decorate trees now? Yeah, I think I just decorated my first adult tree last year, actually. How was that experience? It was fine. I got a small (laughs) tree. I put one string of lights, and then I realized our collection of ornaments amounts to three ornaments. (laughs) So I put those on, and that was it. (laughs) You didn't go buy more I didn't, no, not yet. I'm like, I I try, I was like, I'm going to decorate for Christmas. And then I bought a wreath and a tree, and I was done. And I was like... Maybe this year, though, that we've right. moved into a bigger house. It, it really invites a full tree. Right. You need, you have that space that's yes. begging for a yes. tree. Yes, that window that begs for a tree to be displayed in it. So kind of temp might, robbers and yeah, burglars. Exactly. And, we might even decorate the outside. Oh, wow. That's really going Yeah, for exactly. Uh, my boyfriend is very pro-decorating, loves mm-hmm. a tree. Mm-hmm. I essentially could just... Uh, Care less? I, I, it's such, mm. I'm such a joyless person. What am I doing? Do you like Christmas, though? I think it's nice. Okay. I think I have nice memories of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the ex- You liked Christmas as a kid? Oh, yeah. I loved okay. it. Okay. Yeah. loved the idea of Santa coming. Okay, good. Uh, Something happened, and everyone can relate to this, but it was like, oh, Christmas it brings me no joy suddenly. And it was like... I don't know when that was. I was still excited, I feel like, when I was, like, 18, coming home and being like, presents. Um, (laughs) But then, like, yeah, it slowly faded away, especially as I was, like, you know, learning about capitalism. Of course. And all that. And also being just being like, well, I own everything I need. Yes, exactly. If I want something, I've purchased it. Yes, I was poor. I knew how much money was in my account at all times. Uh Getting a bunch of useless shit every year was like, what are we doing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But truly having a child 
is a rediscovery of all the things that were fun about being a kid. Right. That's having Which a niece I for me. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's pretty cool. It's it's exciting. Like, I, I decided early on that I'm not going to go into the full lie of Santa. Uh, I hope that no children are hearing this right now. <laughs> but I... <laughs> we have I'm, a large... I mean, kindergartners make up about half of the okay, audience. So okay. Good be to very know. careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just deciding... I, I was just like, it's so weird to lie fully, right? Mm-hmm. To just from start to finish be like, and this Create is this what fiction. happened next, and I know this for a fact. <laughs> you know, it's too scary. So basically my plan is, I hear Santa's coming, or so I've been told, you know, something like that. <laughs> but that's still lying. What are we talking about? But in about? a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to be have your hands clean enough. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, he was like, did all these things in my stocking are from Santa? And I was like, maybe so. Because it's like, <laughs> no, this is a lie. Because I did put those things in the stock. Oh, it's like, it's so hard. It's so yeah, hard. there's got to be a lot of conflict there. I have yeah. two friends who have made their plan or what they do is all of the good gifts come from them. Mm. And then Santa brings like a bag of candy. Oh, so for them, it was largely about idea. getting the credit because... You know, this fictional it was character. the other way around. Santa got a lot of fucking credit. Right. My parents were getting, you Good know, shit. all of my garbage. Yes. And then meanwhile, I'm, you know, idolizing this guy. Yeah. That, did, that was a real wake-up call for me, is like, what are parents doing? <laughs> giving away credit to this fucking... <laughs> Loser. He's a complete loser. I think we can say it at this point. (laughs) Hundreds of years of taking hardworking parents' credit. Exactly. Disgusting. For what? Kind of dragging himself around the mall. Yeah. Uh, No, I think that, uh, I mean, uh, this is why I'm not having children. Mm. The one reason, Mm. I guess, I'm now saying that I don't want to talk. I don't want the conflict of Santa Claus. It is a conflict. There Mm. are many conflicts of raising a child, though, I will say. What's number two? <laughs> number two? Well, for me, it was, uh, oh, God, whether or not to circumcise myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that was, a huge one. That was huge. That's number one, actually. <laughs> for Santa came before circumcision. Yeah, no. <laughs> what was that? I mean, we can talk about it or not. We can. Did no, it? I did a whole episode of my podcast about it. Oh, you did? Yeah. And what, where did you end up falling? I ended up, um, and I don't mean to offend anyone here, but I ended up realizing that it was uh, mutilation of genitals. Sure. I mean, that's a, an argument that <laughs> For be no made. fucking reason. Right. It does seem kind yeah. of like a random choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I've even, even just like, you know, it's mentioned in the Bible constantly, <laughs> but, and like, and it's and it's still like my husband. I have, there's so many podcasts in my world right now, but my husband has a podcast called Bible Brothers. I've been on it. Oh, you have. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So they're reading the Bible from start to finish. It's like, oh, we're finally going to find out what this <laughs> circumcision thing is. Like, we'll do some real research. And like, it's brought up a lot. And there's never a reason. It's there's just never any logic. It's just some silly command. So yeah, there's no clear reason. It's a, something about differentiating yourself. I'm sure it was a tribal thing uh, at the time. Oh, sure. That makes, that like logically, historically, maybe the most sense <laughs> yeah, of where that came absolutely. from. absolutely. Because there's, I mean, there's other genital mutilation in other tribes around the world and it's all, it's all tribal related. It's coming right. of age or whatever. You know? Uh-huh. And it's yeah. all sort of hard. And I realized I'm not in that oh. tribe. 
at all. I mean, my husband is. He certainly is. Ninety six percent Jewish, uh, Ashkenazi Jewish, but. <laughs> but he didn't. He was cool with it. Oh yes, yeah. We had a chat. We had a few chats. He was definitely like, but, and then, and then he was like, oh yeah, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, there's another app for that where you both swipe your opinions <laughs> yes, on circumcision. Exactly. We don't talk. <laughs> we don't talk. Avoid um, communication with your partner on at all costs. Yeah, yeah. So that was the conclusion we came to. But I oft, I, I obviously have to remain strictly in this camp of everyone. Every parent makes their own decision, and I know it's a very hard decision. But ultimately, I want to leave it up to my kid. We'll talk about it when he's, like, big enough, you know, right. consenting. Yes, that's a, I mean, fascinating adult experience, I imagine, mm-hmm. for someone. Mm-hmm. Can't speak to that. I have a friend that just did it. And was it, what was the, <laughs> what was their feeling? He was, like, he'd always kind of fetishized it. Mm-hmm. And there was no, like... I don't think any health need for it. Right. But he was like, oh, I've just always wanted one. And he's from the UK. So oh, he was like, right. European. Oh, I just, they're so whatever. He liked them. Um, <laughs> so he got one and he he loves it. And I'm like, good for you. I would, you know, if Jonah but, but like wants the, that. The surgery of it all seems, yeah. you I take guess, a little I mean, time. just another surgery. Yeah, you got to take a little time off. And yeah. maybe you spend a couple days in a wheelchair and you're good. <laughs> You're good. I wonder what uh, Terry Redland thinks of circumcision. I I think he's probably pro. Probably, yeah. Probably pro. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for Terry. We don't know if he's alive or dead. Or if it's a he or a she. Yeah, yeah. Terry is very mysterious. Yeah. There's very little information about Terry. most popular artist definitely sounds like a man's doing. Right. I mean, this amount of trademarking can only be a straight man. But I will say this puzzle has been used. It's been so you put it together. This is yeah, and I know this in, this puzzle intimately because I've put it together and I've studied every inch of it. <laughs> How long did it take you to put together? Well, this is the thing. We always get a puzzle for like I get together with my family for a few days in like an Airbnb around Christmas, so like 3 to 5 days and it was my idea to get a puzzle the first time and everyone was like, what are we going to need with a puzzle, you loser? loser. Yeah. <laughs> and so I brought it and everyone was into the puzzle. Everyone was addicted <laughs> to the puzzle and I knew it. And so we just, it's kind of a race against time of like before we have to check out of this Airbnb. Right. Um, and we've only like succeeded in putting together like once. So. And was it this puzzle? This one we've never put together. I mean, fully. a thousand puzzle pieces we tried. Yeah, we tried. How many pieces was the first one? The first, a thousand. Okay. Yeah, they're always a thousand. Is that th- Now, I, am I a puzzle loser? Is no. a thousand like, oh God, no. you could easily do a thousand? A thousand is tough. A thousand is tough, but I feel like, I don't know. It's just my number. What it's, was the picture on the original puzzle? It was another Christmas scene. Oh, you love a it's Christmas It's always a Christmas puzzle. scene. <laughs> we always get a new Christmas scene. We're going to run out eventually. I, I just recently learned, and I'm, this is just going to be infuriating for the listener because I don't know the name, but it's like a there, there are these unbelievably intricate uh, jigsaw puzzles made out of wood pieces. Oh, I've seen those. I've, they're beautiful. Yes. A fr- I borrowed one from a friend and it was very fun to put together. Yeah, they. Uh, that seems like a real it's nice luxurious. gift. I wish I could remember the name, but yeah, I guess you type in wooden puzzle pieces yeah. or something. Yeah. It was like Patriot or something. I don't know. Yeah. It certainly wasn't Buffalo. Apologies to no. Buffalo. <laughs> um, during the pandemic, we did, well, we only did one puzzle. But was that a way of passing time during pandemic? It was tough because, okay, the pandemic was 
my dream at the beginning. I was like, this mm-hmm. is exactly what I want to be doing is nothing <laughs> in my home. But I had a one and a half year old. Oh, <laughs> right. So life sucked. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. And I know it was not fun for anyone, but it was really bad from start to finish. You're here to stake your claim that as the the pandemic was worse for you. Yes, (laughs) me. Um, No, I'm, I'm, it's, it was like beautiful. You know, we had savings. We weren't like freaking out, you know, obviously we didn't have work for a long time and that was scary, but you know, we were lucky. Um, But yeah, the puzzle thing was like, I would love it if that was my reality. And I figured out a way to have it away from him because there's no way you do a puzzle around one and a half year old. Because my biggest fear is like losing one of these pieces. Of course. And then what's the point of it? Just throw (laughs) it all out. Burn it. Throw it it in the fucking trash. So I, I, um, I did it on like the kitchen island for like a while. And like I succeeded for a little bit. And then what happened? Then maybe I finished one or two. I, I that was when I borrowed a wooden one, okay. and that was fun. And then, but it was just me standing in the kitchen alone. It Dan wasn't, wasn't helping. He didn't. He's not into it like the others <laughs> or like me. Yeah, he's not. It was like I I want to be doing that stuff like at night with friends, right? While chatting, chatting listening to some music, right? Sipping he, some tea or something. It's a nice passive thing you can do with your hands. Yeah. While- actually doing something exciting. Right, right. But meanwhile, you were kind of this stress nightmare in your kitchen. Yeah, after the child's gone to bed, standing alone <laughs> in the kitchen doing a puzzle, <laughs> my legs getting tired. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay at doing puzzles. I don't find a ton of joy in them. But it is, you get to the, you yeah. put it all together and it's an exciting feeling. It's one of the very few things in life that are, I'm good at. <laughs> 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 so like, I'll find pieces quickly and be like, I'm good at something. This is wonderful. I wonder where that innate ability comes from. Like, what like physical thing do you have that makes you good at that? Is your eyesight or what? I mean, I think that's kind of the Mm, only thing that... I don't know. I I think it, again, might be some ADHD thing, probably. Some, some, like, part of my brain that's overactive or underactive (laughs) (laughs) Um, that makes it fun and easy. Yeah, um, I don't know if I can say if I'm good or bad. Yeah. Uh, if you don't enjoy it, you're probably, probably bad. bad. <laughs> or probably so good that it brings me no joy. Yeah, the challenge is exactly. so beneath me. You're speeding through it. Done, 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 done. <laughs> the piece is going to place. Uh, yeah, I got I uh, got one of those uh, photos, you know, where you get your, it's custom. We got like a of our dog oh. and put it together, and that was very fun. Oh, a custom puzzle, gotcha. That right, great. But I, I mean, I, as I'm not a puzzle maker, I kind of chose a photo that had just a ton of the same color. Oh, which that made was, it just kind of a really huge tough. pain. Those are so tough, right? Whereas with like a trimming the tree, yes. for example, we've got different textures, colors, oh, yeah. and tones. There's like this. I remember this was a fun thing doing this like blanket that's on the back of this sleigh because you're like, oh, the stripes of the blanket. The tree pieces were all together. The fences. <laughs> I'm glad that you have the specific fond memories. <laughs> Being like, oh, this window's a little different than that the one. The smoke's coming out of the chimney. Yes. Oh, which chimney is it, though? Is it the little metal one or the brick one? Yeah. There's lots of fun. Oh, lots of boy. fun. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wonder when my life is going to 
get to a place where I'm putting this together. Yeah, and I'm fully <laughs> in the mood to unpack the Christmas puzzle. Do you know if all thousand pieces are in here or is this some sort of disgusting it trick? must be. I hope to God. <laughs> I hope. There's no guarantee though because I just moved. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And you were kind of loosely throwing this around. Yes, and... tossing it from person to person. And, what yeah. was the moving experience like for you? Oh, God. Well, I'm pregnant, so like everyone's like, don't lift it. The dream. Thing, sweetie. Yeah. But it's tough for me. Like, I'm lifting some things, probably some things I shouldn't, but like also, okay, so moving day, we hired movers. Okay. They're moving everything in. I'm like, I got to start unpacking because what I did this time is I got those reusable boxes that you can rent. Oh, I'm Have not heard familiar this? with this. No. It's fantastic. They're cardboard? They're, they're plastic. Okay. And they like latch shut and they, I got 50 of them. So they like unload wow. them at your house. You pack them up. Then you unload them. But you, I had like three days to get them unpacked oh, before right. they were going to be picked the up or I had to ticking. pay for another fucking week. Oh, no, I would freak out. Yeah. So I was like, oh God. So I was unpacking the kitchen frantically uh, like the day we moved and... Something at some point, my body was like, if you bend over one more time, <laughs> you're gonna fucking puke. <laughs> and so my whole body became like a cup of puke that if I tipped at, <laughs> oh. at, at in any direction, I would throw. <laughs> kind of this top, that's yeah, to... it was like it's this top sphincter that becomes <laughs> under stress whenever it's like, yeah, there's like uterus pressing against everything. So it was just, I started to get really nauseous and I had to sit perfectly still for a while and drink water and you just have to take breaks. It's really fucking weird. But meanwhile, but you were able to get it done in the time span. Yeah. We got a nice incentive to get things unpacked. And it's like either I found a, a quick remedy that was put the box up on something or be sitting down with oh, it. Oh, right. There are yes. other re- ways yeah. to get things out of a box yeah. rather than bending over bending over. over. <laughs> yeah, over and over <laughs> hundreds of times, yeah. Well, that's an interesting service. I don't know where, uh, I'm sure there's some horrible ecological thing it's going to lead to, but yeah. it yeah. does make Plastic sense. Plastic is infusing all my belongings now, which is terrible. I've, I've got to look into that if I ever yeah. move again. Yeah, you should. I think environmentally it's the right thing to do and it's also just like one less thing to worry about. Right, right. Yeah. And are you the sort of person when you go on a vacation, when you get home, do you unpack your bag immediately? Absolutely or? not. My, oh, interesting. My husband frantically unpacks the second That's, we get I'm home. I'm on his side. You're him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're Dan. Yeah, I'm I'm just like, it'll go, ugh, it's embarrassing. It'll It'll go weeks sometimes. (laughs) And I'm like living out of the suitcase. (laughs) Pulling clothes out of it being like, well, uh, this is still clean, you know. And some trips are better than others though, where I'm just like, oh, I... All of this is dirty. It's going in the hamper. Of course, I need my toiletries, so I'm taking those out. Right, right. I mean, I think my secret is I just accept, or I just tell myself everything in there is dirty and it can all just go in the laundry. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't think of it as clean clothing. I just think that it all has to go through the wash. All of it. Regardless of whether I... Because your suitcase is disgusting or the place you were is disgusting? It's like, I mean, I don't think there's any real logic to it. I think it's probably some (laughs) secret trick my brain is doing. Interesting. Laziness... And then it just becomes another problem that I have yeah. to deal with. But at least the suitcase gets unpacked. Right, which is great. Good for you. But then meanwhile, my boyfriend's 
suitcases sitting there for at least a week. It's and so funny. the resentment is building. Yeah. And Isn't it funny how we're all paired? Uh, all of us opposites are paired with each other. <laughs> we're it's all, so I insane. mean, going... Terry knows best. Terry Redland, the puzzle master. He knows about putting pieces together. <laughs> he does. He would know. He would. Do you he or think she, that Terry, Terry Redland gives a shit about puzzles? I, I think don't Terry's think he over does. it. Terry I think is he's like, jaded. I just want my art out. Oh, there. I forget that Terry's just yeah, an he's artist. Just Terry's an artist. not a puzzle maker. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is the Santa Claus in this scenario. I'm giving all the credit yes, to, to Buffalo. Uh, yeah, yeah, or Terry's the Santa Claus, I suppose. So, Terry, my apologies. You're an excellent artist, trademark. Right. And Buffalo is kind of the puzzle master in the right. situation. Yeah, exactly. Buffalo was like, Terry, do you want to get in on this? We <laughs> noticed you're America's most popular artist. We'd love to say that on our backs. Who's America's second most popular artist? That's what <sighs> I want to know. I don't know. know. And is Buffalo involved with them? Right. They- I mean, maybe my guess... Thomas Kincaid was the most popular artist, mm. now dead. Mm-hmm. Terry swoops in. Thomas Kincaid, what is that? I'm not Thomas familiar. Kincaid basically did this exact type of painting. Okay. I'm kind of a to... cozy yeah. village scene. I'm looking to see if I can find a year on here because I'm just trying, I was in my mind just now trying to f- picture the meeting between Buffalo and Terry Redland sitting in the Terry, office. welcome to Buffalo. Can we get and you a water? At the end, yeah. Can we get you a bottled water? Anything like that? We have tiny waters. Um, and, or, you know, I'm imagining, is it was this a meeting that took place in the 80s? Which is uh, how I imagined it. I'm imagining this took place in 1994. 1994. So this, no Keurig yet. There's no, no Keurig coffee. It's not. more from a pot. Yeah, there's a pot that's been sitting in the kitchen yeah. for like six hours. At the Buffalo Puzzle Office. Right. And there's like a, a bowl of mints, mm-hmm. dinner mints or yes. something. Yeah. Which I find revolting. Yeah, disgusting. But at that point in time, people were like, sure, knew. putting their fingers in the <laughs> little nasty bowl. Yeah. Little pillows. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the reality of Terry. And again, we don't know if Terry's alive or dead. Mm. No one will ever know. There's no year listed Terry on Terry will box. live forever, at least through this puzzle. Yeah. I think we should play a game. Okay. Uh, let's. It's been a minute, I think, since we played the game Gift Master. So okay. that's what we'll play. Gift Master. Uh, I need a number between one and ten from you. Uh, six. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, you can promote, recommend, okay. do whatever you want. Okay. I don't care. I'll sure. be right back. Um, I would like to promote my podcast. <laughs> God, this sucks. I really didn't want to don't promote Don't apologize. Something. I'm All giving right. you the time. I was hoping I could like recommend something useful, but I do have a podcast that's about sex and it's called What Are You Into? And I'm on a hiatus, but there are two years worth of episodes on there. And I think you guys would like it. If you're curious about sex, if you're curious about people that, and there are things that they're into. I think you'll you'll like this podcast. I had a dominatrix on once. That was fun. I had OnlyFans creators. I had, you know, we did a whole episode where we just talked about movies from our childhood that turned us on. Um, <laughs> That's a great... I talk about... I, I think I've talked about being a horny child on that <laughs> podcast so much. And it comes up all the time that I'm like... It feels pedophilic to talk about a horny child, but it was me. about yourself. Exactly. I was like, and Devin saw what was so hot, I wanted to fuck him. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) but he was a child, but I was a child, but... 
<laughs> right. It is. Uh, I mean, there's some it's yeah emotional territory. conflict there. Yeah. Anyway, what but, are you into? Uh, Check it out. Yeah. Go listen to that podcast. Yeah. See, that was easy. Enough. Yeah. It's. All, I mean, it's. Did I ask you to be on the podcast? You. you there's said, a handful. You, said, you hinted people. at it, but I think you knew that I. <laughs> Absolutely cannot, <laughs> cannot comfortably talk it. about sex, at least think, publicly. I don't think Langan wanted to be on Langan and I would both just be absolute crumple. Ghosts. Oh, I would love to have you both. Oh, it would, it would <laughs> delight me so to torture you both. <laughs> it would be an hour of you talking and us doing very curt Being like, yes or no oh, answers. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not proud of that. Yeah. It's but tough. I mean, I, there's just a lot of years of unpacking of totally. what's been done to me. It is touchy. <laughs> yes, what's been done to us all. Like, <laughs> sex is just shame territory it's for ridiculous. everyone. For everyone. Right. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I throw myself onto the podcast, yeah. but I'm not going to. Even now, <laughs> yes, I would love that. <laughs> Even now, like, I think I told uh, my, my son's in preschool and like his best friend's mom. I was like, yeah, I have a sex podcast. She was like, oh, really? And I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, I'm, I'm basically a porn actor <laughs> to these people. They're just like, are you fucking crazy? And again, nothing wrong with those people. Yeah, exactly. But it's all, we're just, the shame is beaten into yeah. us. Yeah. In- Yes. Oh, real wild way. Those people. <laughs> Those people. My apologies to everyone. Let's be, I mean, I think we're all on the same page as we should be more comfortable about, about Absolutely. these things. Absolutely. But then again, we it's impossible to be. It's really hard. Because the Puritans. Exactly. The Puritans started our goddamn marched country. Marched into this country and made us all feel bad about everything. Yep. Forever. Let's play Gift Master. Okay. This is how it works. Okay. I'm going to name three potential gifts, three items, experiences, what have you. And then I'm going to name three celebrities. Okay, You're good. going to tell me which celebrity. This is the game of, from the episode that I listened to. Did Brandon yeah. play? Oh, yeah. Brandon yes. played this. Very- I listened to Brandon Scott Jones because he's a friend of mine and I miss him and I haven't seen him in a long time. So. Brandon, you better be listening to this yes. episode. It's nice to spend some time with him via your podcast. And this is the game you played. And that episode's great if the listener hasn't it's heard it so yet. They've got to go listen Especially to it. Especially this game. <laughs> he, he played it with a, like a kind of a frightening <laughs> skill level. Yes. Like he, he was really ready. really thought about everything so quickly and yes. so well. Yeah. Well, let's see how you do. Okay. Okay, the three gifts are mm-hmm. number one, a gorgeous quilt. Mm. So just a beautiful quilt. Picture that in your mind. Okay. Number two, mind control. <laughs> so this person will be able to control minds. Okay. Uh, and they'll be able to, for good or ill. Evil. Yes, okay. You know. uh, number three is Avatar on DVD. Mm, so that's something one. that you might not find. Not the new one. Right, not mm. the new one. This is 2009's Avatar on, on DVD. DVD. Mind control and a beautiful quilt. Okay, and you'll be giving them to the following. People will scroll the dark. Okay, the three uh, celebrities today are musician Beck. We love mm. Beck. I think he's actually officially left Scientology. Oh, really? He's clear to go. Yeah, there was something about like it was his wife the whole time or something. Uh, I think his dad was a Scientologist. Oh, okay. So okay. I think he was one. He was raised in Scientology oh, gotcha. or what okay. have you. But I think he's kind of, and I don't want to speak for Beck, disavowed the religion. Oh, good. Number two, Idris Elba. Oh. We all love Idris. He was also a DJ, I believe. Really? I'm pretty sure Idris, at least... Moonlights as a DJ. Okay. Or was he just in a movie about being a DJ? I don't know. I don't know. I'm the speaking movie for he was these in celebrities was... <laughs> in a huge way. Uh, but speaking now, here's a. a <laughs> why was this in the doc in the first place? The third celebrity is Octomom. Oh my God. So we haven't thought about Octomom in a while. No. 
Is she alive or dead? I don't know. I feel like Octomom came up in recently in conversation. Oh, you're kidding. She's back Someone in the at like zeitgeist. some party was like, oh, my dad worked as a something at the hospital that Octomom was at or something. <laughs> like he was a nurse in the maternity ward or something. And they were like, oh, shit. This is the Octomom renaissance. Yeah. Okay. The Octosance. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba, Beck, Beck, and Octomom. Yes. So we've got... A beautiful quilt, mind control. And what was the third one? Okay, first of all, correction, a gorgeous quilt. A gorgeous so quilt. That, I think there's something, a difference between a beautiful quilt and a yeah. gorgeous quilt. A gorgeous quilt, to me, is different than a beautiful quilt. Yeah. Honestly, and, these just fell right oh, into order I'm very for excited me. to hear this. Because the second I heard that Beck had disavowed Scientology, I thought about giving him mind control. <laughs> but this is only hearsay, and we have not confirmed this. <laughs> I was like, Beck would be good to control our minds. I, could, I would allow him to control my mind. Yeah. I feel I like he's still got pretty good taste for being on the scene this I long. I might have to have a conversation beforehand. Right. Like, this is the power I'm giving yeah. you. Can you be trusted? Yes. Yes. You're not going to suddenly be teaming up with the miscavige. What do you want and... from me, though? Why right. would Beck want? What would he want me to do? Or why? <laughs> I, I don't see Beck as someone who wants power right. anyway. He's kind of always leaning back and yeah. just ready to accept things. I don't yes. see him as kind of a puppeteer. Yeah, but Beck definitely accompanied me through beautiful and cripplingly depressing times in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like sea change came out when I was... In college in Olympia, Washington, it was. I feel like it was the winter when it came out, but I was I was definitely listening to it a lot in the winter. Right, and the winter right. in Olympia, Washington, is something else, <laughs> folks. It is long, long, Ooh. long, dark winter of the soul. So you want some kind of sad folk music? Yeah, today. yeah. So Beck accompanied me through those things. I would love to cover him in a gorgeous quilt because <laughs> he has been my gorgeous quilt. He has. Wait, so are you giving him the quilt or the mind control? The quilt. The quilt. Okay, interesting. Because honestly, I don't trust him with the mind control. (laughs) I don't. See, I associate Beck with his album Midnight Vultures, which is is fun from beginning to end. Oh, yes. It's funny. It's sexy. Yeah, it's truly everything you could want from an album. It's really good. I would listen to that a lot in high school, and I remember at the time being like, this is so cool. Oh, it's fantastic. And it name checks a JCPenney in Glendale that I've been to, which I mean, for me is... Glendale is mentioned. Zanku Chicken is mentioned. Yes. Yes, thank you, Chicken. Those things were pointed out to me within the last year. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had mentioned those things that are within my vicinity. That song, Deborah, is truly an all-time favorite. So good. So disrespectful, but in the best way. Right, in the way... Yes, because like my main problem... Oh, God, I shouldn't say this publicly. <laughs> my, If anyone is like, do you like hip-hop or rap? And I'll say, I have not been able to get into it because of the baseline sexism that has existed oh, sure. in so much of the genre. Right, right. And a lot of disrespect of women and all this stuff. But I... And of course, I've evolved from there. Right, right, right. There's plenty of hip hop and rap. Such a world. Exactly. But that song is so gross and misogynistic, but so funny and like (laughs) aware of itself. Yes. It's like obviously a weirdo going through Glendale. It's a character. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's a character. Who wants to fuck this woman and her sister, right? Uh, Yes. Yes. Deborah and her sister. sister. uh, I believe her name was Jenny. I believe her name was Jenny, is what they say. That's right. 
Okay, great. Yeah, so beautiful, gorgeous blanket. Right. Quilt. Quilt. I would hope it's handmade. A, a gorgeous quilt can only be handmade. Only You're not buying hand- that at Macy's. Absolutely not. You can get a decent quilt at any quilt store. Made but- by ma- machine sounds terrible. Right. My yeah. sister makes quilts, and every one of them are gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. So Beck is getting it, and he kind of is a quilter himself. Let's be honest with his music. Yes. Honestly, yeah, kind of yes. stitching things he, together. He's the one that goes with that one the most out of the three. Makes perfect sense. And I don't want to pass judgment on Octomom, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know about any cool things about her. Like, Other than she released eight she children released into the world. She released eight children. She held, she carried. I have immense respect for her like physical abilities. It's almost like athletes who I really have no connection to, sadly. Like, I'm just like, good job. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Yeah, Octomom, why do I associate her with kind of trash? Because it must have been, there must have been something going on at the time. Or it was just our, like, shitty sexist culture. Being like, well, she's a whore if there's eight of them. I hope that was the thing. People she got just had a real misunderstanding. Obviously. <laughs> no People did not know how sex how, how eight babies come into me. <laughs> yes. I th- I imagine it's because like that time period and I'm imagining like, I think she was <laughs> late aughts. It was like peak reality trash TV and she like everyone porn? had a horrible Did she do I, I'm not speaking for Octomom. I should not have like, brought her up. I don't. This is her renaissance, yes. and now we're already trashing her again. She's and probably tried to yes, repair the damage she did. Right away, that like doing porn or doing Playboy is wonderful. Yes. But when I was a younger person, that kind of thing was like, well, <laughs> immediate, like, yeah, that was like, that's permission to trash this person. Um, <laughs> but like, man. I, I can't give her mind control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say a mother of eight could probably use mind control. Yeah. She's got, I mean, those kids are probably... Oh, that's true. And she's not using something. it on me, per no, se. we don't know. Again, yeah. that's the trick with mind control. And that's the trick with these people that I, I, I don't know Idris Elba either, but okay, we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> but we have to give... Our, uh, Octomom the Avatar DVD. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just, it's just like a SAT question. This is to that. <laughs> Gorgeous Quilt is to Beck as Avatar DVD is to Octomom. Yeah, Avatar, she is kind of, that's like the exact period I'm thinking yeah, about. She, it was around that time. It's kind of her era. That's yeah. when she was kind of reigning supreme. If I had to guess when that happened, I would guess, yeah, late 2000s. Right. Um. So that's done. Okay, um, she's got her DVD. She can put it on and all eight kids are mesmerized yeah. for four hours. Yeah, exactly. It's maybe she'll learn something from it. Yeah, that, you know? it has some kind of vague message about Right. Taking care of the planet. The planet, or, yeah. And sex using tails. Right. Is that what happened? That was always Tentacle using tails. kind of... Were they tails or were they ponytails? Oh, I don't think they were attached to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember exactly. I just saw the trailer for Avatar 2. Have you seen Oh, it? I have not seen the trailer. Magical. <laughs> Are you looking forward to it? I I don't. I mean, okay. So I haven't been to the movies much in the last four years. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't go to the movie 
for some reason after Jonah was born and then the pandemic happened. Right, right. So the first movie I saw in theaters was this recent The Batman. Oh, sure. And I was like blown away, you know, <laughs> so good. The perfect film. I don't know if I would think that if I saw it at HBO Max. <laughs> but it was amazing in theaters. And then I just took Jonah, my son, to Minions 2. Oh, wow. Of course. Real shift of tone. Yeah. And I've I've been to a lot of kids' movies lately because what else are you going to do on a hot Sunday right. afternoon? Um, and they did the Avatar 2 trailer at the beginning and I was like, ooh, <laughs> beautiful. You're like someone who had not seen movies until yes, six months ago. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm impressed. Sigourney Weaver not present in the trailer. Oh, though. you're kidding. That's yeah. the only thing that would draw me yeah. in. Yeah. And I think the guy that's in it, he's only in his Avatar character now. Oh, fascinating. Right? I mean, I don't remember how the movie ended up. Felt I feel like people Did he took... get trapped into that body for good or something? I just remember people like taking a nap on a tree. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that was in the middle of the... If that was even part of the movie. I remember that kind of a grandmother willow type... I remember seeing his tiny limp body carried by an av- like a big oh, avatar. Oh, the human body being carried by yes. the cat. Yeah, and yeah, I don't remember. Much and this else is that guy who was sex. kind of going to be famous and then never really was. Yes, I don't remember. I don't I mean, remember, I don't remember his, his name. His name. It really, that whole movie reminds me so much of Pocahontas. Like, I watched Pocahontas again recently, and I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> it's like the same shit, with the, complete with the tree that talks, you know? like <laughs> James Cameron just took Pocahontas? Yeah. Interesting. Kind of. I never saw Pocahontas. I think I was just at Don't the age where it. I was like not really watching yeah. or going to theaters to see Disney movies anymore or it's something. Not. It was. I watched it last time I was pregnant and I sobbed, <laughs> and I was like also horrified. I was just like, "This sucks. This should never have been made. I hate this so much. It's disgusting." But also, it's like, well, part of this rings true to what happened and that side is also terrible so like (laughs) but then it kind of I assume falls in love with the blonde guy yeah I think he leaves her behind though or something in the movie I think so I don't think he takes her to the new world Disney went with the reality of it I think so. I mean, I don't know what the reality is. What am I talking about here? The reality is way worse. Much more rape and disease (laughs) in the reality. There was no, like, fun raccoon. No, no. Obviously no talking tree. No cocoum. No, yeah. Was that the name of the raccoon? Uh, No, that was the guy that she rejected. Oh, okay. Did the raccoon have a name? I don't remember. He must have. Um, okay, so well, let's move on. got so far off track. <laughs> that was as long as Avatar. Um, mind control then. I mean, it goes to Idris, um, mostly because, <laughs> because of, um, I guess, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but he is hot. <laughs> he's so, how is that hard? I mean, he's one of the hottest people alive. But why should a hot person get mind control? Because he's also Luther. Yes, who we, true, who which I did watch. I did watch Luther. I loved Luther. It made me trust that actor as mm-hmm. a person, which is not a good idea. <laughs> Whenever you meet, well, I don't want to be mean, but a lot of actors, it's like, wow, your personality is nothing. There's nothing there. There, yeah. <laughs> You're a blank canvas. You're a very good actor. Right, you do your job very well. Yeah. It's the reason a surgeon's not a soccer player. Right. But I still want to give him mind control. <laughs> I trust Idris. So I do. I feel like there's a he's a good guy. I haven't heard a drop of bad. Unbelievably good stuff. looking. So hot. <laughs> it could be given to uglier people. Yes. So why not give it to 
Idris. Yeah, I think you should have it because I, that's all I can come up with is because he's hot. <laughs> he was in so, Cats. I do trust him. Right. I, I absolutely trust him He played like one control. of the least despicable characters in that movie, Cats. Right. Right? right. I mean, I, I remember very little about the film. I Me was, too. I just remember. No, it's uh, a confusing face? experience. Uh, not Dakota Johnson. What's that woman's name? Ooh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I do not know celebrity that, names. That female comedian. Uh, oh, uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. I remember Rebel Wilson's silliness. I forgot that she was in that. Yeah, she was real silly. It was a disorienting experience. It and was. I think that was kind of the goal. I felt, yeah, going into that movie, I was felt defensive because I spent my childhood loving the soundtrack <laughs> so much. And everyone's like, this is crazy. I'm like, but yeah, didn't you see it though? When we all saw it when it was the most popular musical. <laughs> I mean, it's just a bonkers thing. It is. It is. And it's so funny to see it presented to people like it's a new thing right. in a bad movie. And everyone's <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> so. Did you enjoy the movie at all? No. Okay, I really didn't. I was annoyed the whole time. <laughs> a lot of being annoyed, yeah. Well, this is that was excellently played. Okay, uh, good. That's essentially what I would have done, too. Okay, I feel good. like you really nailed each one of those. Really lined up. And uh, I think it's time now for I Said No Emails, the final okay. segment of the podcast. Mm-hmm. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Desperate, begging, uh, I will say sometimes pathetic. Mm. Uh, you know, these people are just clawing for answers. Yeah, uh, they have no one else in their life they've got they no can one. turn to. Absolutely no one. And they have so many social issues, social problems. They've got <laughs> you know, going to parties or getting gifts or giving gifts. and mm-hmm. So I swoop in, mm-hmm. uh, always uh, kind of generous, and I drag the guest in to help answer a question Great. or two. I love giving advice. Okay, then let's give some advice. Let me... I've done something to my Google Docs where it now just does not it whatever's happened, something's been zoomed or zoomed out or something oh, and it no. looks disorienting. So bear with me while I read. Okay, this says Hello Bridger and guest. I am requesting help figuring out what to do for my boyfriend's birthday. I am turning 30 in October, and my boyfriend is planning a trip to NYC for me. My boyfriend turned 30 last year. However, the timing was soon before we had to take, he had, we, we had to take a professional exam. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Hopefully that's There's explained because I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, we had to take a professional exam. So he wanted to focus on studying and didn't want me to plan anything. Now, this year, he keeps asking what I will do for his birthday since he's been doing a trip for mine. and. I didn't plan anything like that for him last year. We have neither the time nor the funds to also do a trip for him this year, and we don't know too many people in the city we currently live in, so it would be difficult to plan a party. Please help, and that's from just the initials HB. So HB... HB owes their boyfriend big time. Okay, well, let's hear it. Well, like, their boyfriend is planning this big trip, Okay. and then they did nothing for their boyfriend (laughs) the year before. (laughs) I don't hear any remorse. Or maybe their love language is neglect. I guess so. Uh, I mean, so this is where I'm coming from. I'm reading an email where this boyfriend has planned a trip and saying, I'm giving you this gift. Right. Look what I'm doing for you. Yes. And then, you gave me nothing last year. Yeah, not only that, but then immediately saying, I deserve a gift of equal or lesser, mm, equal or greater value, right. I assume. Maybe. The only thing we know these two have apparently done together uh-huh. is some Take sort of tandem professional, professional exam. exam. Uh, we don't know what it is. We don't know what they've gone on. I, one of them may have failed. 
<laughs> we don't know uh, where the tension is as mm-hmm. far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, this boyfriend, you don't give a gift and say, what, what are, you are you giving me? What are you doing me? for mine? Yeah. No, 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 no. I agree. I absolutely agree. I don't play that. <laughs> At all. I don't play that. I don't say, what are you getting for me? Right. I, it's kind of on you what you're going to do for your Yes, and that's like you show each other love in different yeah. ways. And it, it re- yes, exactly. It depends on whether you're good at giving gifts, whether it's your love language to give or get gifts. I In my relationship, it's a lot of me being like, I don't know. And my husband <laughs> giving me something cool that I wasn't expecting. Oh, the and ultimate. It works out. But that's um, a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. But I usually plan my party or trip or whatever. I never put that on uh, someone else. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> and you get exactly what you want. My own. Yeah, I'm like, it's sweet of me. It is sweet of myself to myself. <laughs> to yes. kind of just not expect anyone to do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little sad, though. It's a little <laughs> sad. <laughs> I think I planned my own baby shower, too. Oh, no. Okay, well, this is getting dark. <laughs> it's too sad. Um, yeah, but it is like, yeah, I, I want to do what I want to do. And I'm like, right. we're all going to Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. If you can splurge on a, your portion of the Airbnb, great. But if not, right. no problem. So with HB, and now that we're talking about the trips and everything and uh, the professional exam, I'm now wondering... The one exception I'll make here is if that professional exam was for them to become travel agents. Yeah. And so maybe they're both qualified to plan trips. Yes. And maybe HB. that person's like, what trip are you planning? Right. Because, yeah, we would assume that they know how to plan a trip using not that much money because of Right. The they exam. get into the database yeah. or they're cutting corners exactly. and planning and yeah. outings. Yeah. And the boyfriend's doing all of this. And they don't know anyone in their town. They don't know anyone. So they're also deeply unpopular. That's another thing to remember about these Yeah, exactly. They have a hard time making friends. They have no one. I mean, (laughs) is your boyfriend going to be happy with being like, I'm taking you out to dinner? (laughs) I don't know. It's an impossible situation. The only other option, if this man is demanding a trip, you have to do a trip. Yes. It seems like he's indirectly demanding a trip. And the, I mean, this is kind of like a, they're really playing with fire financially here. Yeah, absolutely. What, this could ruin them there's both. There's no end to the trips. This could ruin them both. Two trips a year. How close together are the birthdays, too? It, it sounds like, like they're, they're very close together. These two do together. everything together. They're yeah, taking the two tests. weeks apart. They're uh, going to New York together, and they're 30. Yeah, they're 30. 30. Well, one of them's 30. Oh, yeah, we don't know the age of yeah. HB. HB could be anywhere between 18 and 99. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Is that the cutoff for, yeah, that's, you, for the email You can't thing? get married after 100. Okay. I've, uh, I'm very much on record about yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's, those are your golden years, and yeah, you want to just be free. to get married after you're 99. Did you know that? Yeah, because you need to be loose and free. And yeah. Your hundreds are meant to be kind of a fun, experimental Yes, age. a single dying time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dying time for most. So HB... Obviously, I mean, I think the only advice we can say is get on uh, the travelagent.com. Or your own personal website as a travel agent. Yes, hbstravel.world. Yes, .world.gov. And you start typing in cities. What city, though? Uh, I think something different than New York. Something a little more... So they're going to New York for that. Expensive, expensive. How can we cut corners? Where can we go? Right. What's a cheap vacation? A cheap city. You could go to Grand Rapids. 
<laughs> Michigan. I don't know why that comes to I'm mind. taking you to Grand Rapids. I don't mean to be rude, but Grand it Rapids seems, seems like, like a, a cheap place city. where you could have a nice, affordable vacation. Mm-hmm. There's probably some. There's something to do in every city. There must city. be a water feature in Grand Rapids. There's certainly. They've got so much snow. It's melting. Grand there. Rapids. Grand. Like, I, I imagine a, like a white rivers water. everywhere. Yeah. You fall into a river if you're not careful. Yeah. Sign up for a yeah whitewater rafting tour in Grand Rapids. This is perfect. This is great. We we got there. I mean, you basically got there. You should be the travel agent. Yeah, Uh, I should. I should be taking exams, (laughs) professional exams. With your husband. Yes. Boyfriend, I guess. Boyfriend. Uh, Okay, so HB, you've gotten the perfect advice. Mm-hmm. Whitewater rafting through Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Obviously, winter. It's probably going to take place in the deep winter. It's going to be freezing cold. So yeah, you'll be able to find a hotel. Hat. Yeah, there's no one. No one's going to be there. No one will be there. It's It'll just season. be you and the the tour guide. Mm-hmm. Off season. Yeah. Perfect. Cut rate. I love going places off season, <laughs> especially somewhere like Grand Rapids. Yeah. Have you ever been to like Palm Springs in the dead of summer? Uh, I have when it's, it's like about 120 and, degrees. Yes, 115, and you're like, but it was cheap at the Ace Hotel. <laughs> Almost every restaurant is closed. <laughs> yes, no one's outdoors. It's like being on a haunted cruise ship. You can ship. only swim after dark. I know that feeling very well. Yeah. I actually don't mind it. I don't either. <laughs> if you can, if you can game the system and just accept that you're going to be sweltering, yeah. And put an on enough sunscreen. Yeah, don't go outside barefoot. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's a little sneak peek of what we'll all be dealing with in 10 to 15 absolutely. years. Absolutely. Training. Exactly, it's training. Yeah, it's absolutely training. Well, I think we answered that so perfectly, we don't have to answer another question. No, I don't think so HB either. is off to Grand Rapids. Taken with- care of in the perfect relationship, <laughs> with the perfect vacations, and the best birthdays. Oh, and I am now saying we ha- we don't have the time or funds to do a trip for him this year, but we gave a discount trip. Yeah, we did, we did. Uh, it's you. I mean, HB, you have to accept you're going to spend some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a you're little. You're not getting away with a free gift. What else is there other than spending money? <laughs> <laughs> HP, you must. I just can't think of anything else. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're. I mean, you're speaking this boyfriend's language. Yes, this absolutely. Demanding. His language is trips. Look what. I- <laughs> so you're going on a trip. Enjoy those vacations, HP mm-hmm. and uh, Kelly. I now have kind of my own little trip to old-fashioned buffalo Mm. through this puzzle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're very clear that this is not buffalo, uh, but I'm going to imagine... That this is buffalo. uh, When right after Thanksgiving rolls around, night of Thanksgiving, I'm going to crack open Terry's piece of art. Mm. Right before you go to the the Black Friday sales. Right. (laughs) In line, in my tent, outside of Kohl's. Yes. I break out the puzzle. puzzle. And they... uh, It'll probably take over. I'll miss the sales. Yeah. But I'll I'll be so cozy. Good. I've had a wonderful time with you here. This oh, has thank been. Thank you. This has been wonderful. I'm, actually, I'm not going to apologize again. I, oh, I've got to. I've got to hit it's the brakes over. on apologizing. It's over. It's enough. It's over. We did it. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for making me not feel as embarrassed about being <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Listener, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. You should be proud. You've been listening to the podcast. You've had the time of your life. And now go take that information to the world. Tell somebody what a wonderful time you had. This is, uh, to swipe a phrase from Terry Redland, America's Most Popular Podcast. Let's make it America's Most Popular Podcast. Go bother your coworker about it and tell them what a cozy time you had. Or don't. Uh, do whatever you want with your day. 
and we'll talk again soon. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!